testimony that we had, you are God indeed. The Bible says, he that comes to you must believe that God is. You are. We don't play church. Church is not a society. It's the center of your power. Wherever you set up the light, darkness has problems. Father, we thank you that you brought us here by your design so that the work of God will spread here. Souls will be won. People will hear the gospel and your name will be glorified. Thank you for this hour. Lord, I trust you with it. I just don't know. I have nothing to say that I'm no wisdom at all. So you tell us everything you want to say. I want to hear you. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' name we pray. You know God is working. You know one of us sitting here. I won't call her name. She came to me and said, Pastor, do you know how I joined this church? I said, he said, we had issue in my family, my children. It was so terrible that the landlord wanted to really kick us out, written us to leave. And then, you know, somebody said, somebody, I met somebody, and I was talking to this somebody. He said, do you want to hear the truth? He said, yes. He said, there's a church in East Turin. They just moved there. Go there, you'll hear the truth. I said, why didn't the person follow you to come and hear the truth? But he said, pastor, that's how I came. And then when I came, he said, God began to move in our life. And God cured me of all manner of stuff and stuff like that, and the family turned around. And they said, Pastor, truly there's truth that is being preached here. And then I read our comment in our Google this thing, where they put our church. One of the writers said, he said, apart from the church service, the Sunday school is the best anywhere. He said, you the Google. Somebody wrote it. A visitor that showed up here. And another person said, he said, that church is very good if you want to really start your life as a Christian, that's where to go. I didn't write it. Somebody wrote it. God is doing his work. To him be all the glory. Can I hear a big amen? So happy Father's Day, everybody. Ah, I say happy Father's Day, everybody. I was asking my wife, I said, do you want to, do you want to repeat your Mother's Day after watching us? Do you, do you want to repeat your own? Because your own was not as good as our own, bro. Dave, am I right? I said, if you want to repeat it, we can allow you. Can I repeat Mother's Day next Sunday? And copy us. You know. <laughs> <laughs> our text, our, our topic really is our Father, our God. Our what? Father, our God. John 20, 17. Jesus said unto her, touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my Father, but go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my Father. I ascend unto what? My Father and your Father. To my God and your God. Up until this time, God has not been introduced as a father. Up until this time. In the whole of Holy Scripture, God has not been introduced as a father. God has been introduced as Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Sikenu, Jehovah, all that, demonstrating his power and all manner of things he was doing. God has not been introduced as a father. And you know, one of the reasons that Jesus was killed was because he called God his what? His father. Because nobody dares to call God his father. Because they said, you are making yourself now equal to God. Because are you in the class of God? That's why they killed him. But Jesus came to introduce God as a father. Because God has a family. 
and we're called into the family. The Bible calls it the family, the same family that is in heaven and we're on earth, of which God is father. So the concept of fatherhood of God is important as today we're talking about Father's Day. We should talk about him because he's the ultimate father. Actually, we're celebrating him first as our father. Can I hear a loud name there? Yes, he's our father. So the, the concept of fatherhood of God to you, church, is very important. If you don't understand that, your relationship with God will be flawed. Do you know why your son Dave will come into your house with boldness? Because you are his what? Father. If all of a sudden you are no more his father, everything changes. All the dynamics of relationship change right there. And then this idea of God being our father, the church has not even realized that yet. And Jesus said, go to my brethren, tell them this very important information. They must know that this God that is my God is also their God. And that this God that is my father is also what? Their father. And when he was teaching them to pray, he said to them, you should talk to him as your father. Our father, what? talk to him as a father. Brethren, he removes fear. He removes restriction. He removes hindrance. He takes away religion and puts your relationship with God on the basis of, of uh, intimacy and not religion. It be on the basis of relationship of father and son. You know, I tell this story all the time. My granddaughter, first time she went to school, and then we had this honor to, to drop her in the school near us and bring her. So the first day she came back, I didn't know my wife was ready with her camera. I had my camera too. So she came in with her uniform. We are so excited. So we are taking, we are taking, <laughs> we are taking camera, taking, she just looked at us, passed us, <laughs> just passed us, and went to the table. Grandma has prepared the table, she knew. She went to the table for her lunch, just sat down. I was ready for lunch. She ignored our camera and all those things. And immediately my wife, I don't know what my wife threw her camera, I don't know what she threw it. So away, she went to, honey, what do you want to eat? You know grandma's, grandma's stuff now. That's father. That's mom. That's what gave her that confidence, relationship. If you approach God in that same manner, you please God. Can I hear amen? We don't. We struggle with God. He hinders us a lot. We're not seeing a lot from our Father because we don't come with a heart that accepts him as a father. And so we, we bruise ourselves. We punish ourselves. We do, and, and we don't even, some people don't even believe that God will answer them unless they fast. They brought this on the basis of business. Do you deal with your father on the basis of business? No. They brought this relationship on the basis of business. It's, it's like a, you know, a, um, what do you call it? Trade by butter. And the enemy does not want you to know that God is your father, and he will block you from it. And that's, what we, that's why we do a lot of religious stuff that the Bible doesn't even recommend. One time the Lord told me, he said, he said, when you pray to me, don't do all this reputation. Just talk to me, I hear you. 
I don't need twice or three. Talk to me, I hear you. He said, all this long prayer you people pray is unbelief and ignorance. He said, talk to me like you talk to your father. Daddy, yeah, I want this. I've heard you now. So unless we come to understand God as our father, we are not going to relate with him properly. And we're going to miss out on his blessings, which is given to us as a father. And if you watch the relationship between, thank you, Lord, that's it. The relationship between Jesus and God, it was strictly father and son relationship. Why were you called sons of God? Why was the time used for you? It's to let you know that your relationship with God is based on family relationship. It's a relationship of father and son. Can I hear amen? I want to hear a bigger amen. Yeah. That's what it is. If you take it out of that concept, you switch into religion and you miss God. You miss God. The, 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 the kingdom, the church and the kingdom is described everywhere as a family. As a family affair. Jesus talked, talked, talked of healing as the children's uh, bread. It's a family thing. So Jesus Christ in his relationship with his father, you could see him celebrating a father and son relationship. He never stopped calling his father my father. He would say, my father did this. My father told me. My father in me does this work. My father will never leave me. My, he kept using that word, my father. The father loves the son. I will show the son what he's doing. That's my father. My fa All he was talking about, my father, my father. Can we, talk, can we also talk like that too? Can we talk like that too? It will change a lot of dynamics. Simple thing. But it's lost on us. Because we've been brought up on religious theologies that is baseless. The Bible says he came to bring, to bring children back to their father. Back to their father. Back. Read the whole New Testament and watch our Lord talk. His reference is my father. My father. He said, if you see me, you've seen my what? My father. He said, my father and I, how old? He was just teaching us that this is a relationship of father and son. It's a family thing. And because of that, he said, he said the father loved the son. Listen to this. He said, the father loved the son and showed him everything. He do it so that the son will do the same. He said, he loves me and his son. So he shows me whatever he does. What kind of confidence will you have if it dance on you that this God is truly your father? Believe you me, things will change. The next time you pray, you celebrate that relationship. Do you know why people don't pray? Because it's a religious struggle and things to them. Prayer is never designed by God to make you suffer. There is nothing in your relationship with God that is designed to bring stress on you. If it brings stress, it's religion. Can I hear amen? Jesus said, he said, my yoke is what? Easy. And he said, it's, it's, it's men that put burden on people. He said, I came to take away burden from you. I didn't come to give you burden. I came to take it away from you. And I want to take over your life and handle those things up for you. 
So our relationship with God, we must watch our Lord Jesus Christ and see how he related with the Father. And cue in like that because it's our example. It's our example. You know, I, I remember when I was growing up, I did a lot of foolish things. One of them is to tie one rag, and we had a dog. The name was Otori. So I would tie the thing, and then the dog would be pushing me, and then I'll, me and the dog, and then I carry the dog, and say, Otori, you move my wife. And my mother would come and carry the dog, pyam that way, <laughs> and grab me, pyam inside. You know why she did that? Mother, her love for me. She saw I was stupid. I was doing childish things. But she was motivated by a love. God is always motivated by his father's love for you. I didn't hear amen. Always. Because he will never change being your father. He will never. He will never. He wants us to accept him like that. So the next time you go to him, I say, my father. You know what he says? My son, what do you... Can I hear him? You know, my mentor told this story. Am I communicating to you? Yes, my mentor told this story. He said, he said my wife, he said, when I married my wife, I knew she had a short life. But God told me that she was. So he, said, he said, when she was about to die, she had this sickness, and then the doctors said, you know, that this very risky surgery and stuff like that. He said, I went to the Lord in prayer about it. And the Lord asked me, listen to this. He said, what do you want me to do about it? Think about it. That's a father's heart. He said, what do you want me to do about it? The Lord said, he said, well, I think it's the mother. He said, extend her life. He said, how long do you want it? Give up to 80, 80 something. The Lord said, I'll do it. Simply because you asked me. Think of it. And we go and be struggling and be doing all these kind of things. And yet his heart of a father is so desirous. It's so, he wants to bless you. He wants to help you. He wants to heal you. He, he said he's a good father. Why are we not getting it? There's no connection. We, we, don't, we don't understand why we are there. He said to him, what do you want to do about it? He said, he said if you can do it, he said, I'll do it for you. Simply because you asked me. Now, remember, God is no respecter of what? If he did it for him, he will ask you the same question. What do you want to do about this situation? Why do you, what do you, you know many people think that hearing God is something special. <laughs> Come on. How can it be special? Don't you hear your father? Your earthly father? If you can't hear your spiritual father, why is he your father? Some Christians think, you know, it's so this religious mindset that we need to knock down and enter into a real relationship based on love. For God's so love, based on love. You know, I, I was preparing this thing. Man, I was preparing this destined to teach. And the Lord said to me, he said, son, I want you to take a break. He said, take a break. 
I want you to have some days off. Just take a break. Say, work real hard. Take a break, son. I mean, for him to think about me like that. I didn't pray about it. But his father's heart. Take a break. Stop. Stop. Take a break. I want you to rest. You've worked hard. And when we connect with him as a father, the Holy Spirit has a chance to change your life. He has a chance to change your life. That's why the Bible says, be ye imitators of who? God your father. Imitate him. Be like him. But when you don't recognize him as your father, how are you going to be like him? Aren't you going to be in the, the same religious rot? Transformation is, is, is without effort. You don't transform by any effort of yours. Actually, you really don't do anything by any power of yours. When you begin to, on the, today's Father's Day, you must recognize God as your Father. Going forward, don't let anybody raise it from your mind. You wake up in the morning and say, my Father, I love you. If you do that, the Holy Spirit has a chance to transform your life to be like your father. Praise the Lord. We are to be imitators of God. When people see you, this should be a reflection of your father. Jesus was described as a reflection of God. In fact, in the book of James, he was described as divine Shekinah. Jesus was described as the divine glory of God. The, Shekin, the Jews call it the Shekinah glory of God. He carried, he carried his father's image, his father's man. It was an intimate relationship. You couldn't tear them apart. But how can he be intimate when you have not accepted him as your father? You are still going around and around looking for who will pray for you, looking for who will see vision for you. You don't need all that junk. He said, before you finish praying, I have what? Had you. I care about you. You you said you were all sinners. You didn't even love me. I gave you my best, my son, to die for you in a horrible death to pay your price, to take your place. He said, is it now that you're my son, my child, that you are going to be running around looking for somebody to tell you something important about you. When my spirit is here, your counselor, your guide, your helper, your leader. What's wrong with you? Come on home, man. Did I say that? That tells you how long I've lived in America now. Even broke for has says things like that too. If, if somebody from America said that, why can't I say that? 
<laughs> Look out for what? You know, all these people that I use, I use because I love you. you no, know, I, I feel free. That's why. I know you don't mind my party. <laughs> <It is. laughs> I know you don't mind. <laughs> you are in trouble with me. <laughs> so think about it. Think about it, people. That God said to somebody, what do you want me to do about this? And he said, when the mother was 80-something, the mother called him and said, son, it's time for me to go. He said, I didn't tell her that it was the time that I agreed with God. But the, the Lord told him, he said, did you know your mother is better off with me than staying in this world? He said, but you know, I never had time to do anything for her. All the years that I was, I didn't have money, nothing. Now that I'm able to do something for her, give me time to bless my mother. What a noble cause. And God said, okay. He said, I use that time to be a blessing to my mother. And when it's time, he said, he called me, he said, son, it's about, it's my time to go home. He said, I didn't tell her. I just said, mom, I think it's time too. They prayed. She left. We struggle with a lot of things. It's not supposed to be so. It's not supposed to be so. God says, my spirit will tell you things to come. There is nothing important to you he doesn't want you to know. There is nothing. When my father died, we were in the family prayer. And we were, every time we come, <laughs> we start studying this about cons cons consolation. I told him, I said, somebody is going to die in the family soon. So God is beginning to console us about it. And pretty soon, he showed me my father was being buried. I saw it before it happened. When they killed my mother, he showed it to me. That my mother was going somewhere, she didn't get there. The following day, they came and called me and told me they killed your mother the previous day. And I said, is that why you're taking me around? The Lord has already told me about it. It's not because I'm special. No. He's my father. He's your father. He cares about you so desperately. You can't even begin to imagine how much God cares about you. You can't. You think you're a good father? No human father can be as loving as your spiritual father. Church, can I hear amen here? So why the struggle? Why the struggle? Why the struggle? You know when we were at 170? Oh, we saw that land near to us. I said, Lord, that's the land. Ah, we'll build there. How many of you remember? You know, that's Shingonga land there. I said, we'll build there. Dave will shout, oh, yeah, pastor. <laughs> Our father is awesome. Brethren, he has planned everything for your life. You don't have to sweat. Stop all these things. He, know, he said, I have a good plan for you, not the plan of evil. No, no, no. Do you know he has planned somewhere for us? And we were there sweating and going to court with the whole city. And then one day, my beloved brother, brother um, Ududi, Obi, oh, wonderful brother, the son now works for us. 
He, he, said, he said, Pastor, you need a place that has parking. I said, yeah. And we school. I said, yeah. He said, come and see this place. We drove in here. Listen to how your father is. Listen to how he goes ahead of you. He plans everything. And he invites you to come and uh, enjoy it. He did it with Adam. He created everything, brought Adam to eat. He did it in Christ. When he came to Christ, he, he, all the blessings are there. He said, come and enjoy so we drove in here. The bishop saw us. He merely came. He was looking at me intently. He couldn't take his eyes off me. He came nearer. He said, the Lord told me that this property belongs to you. And that the work my father did, that you are the one to continue it, that I'm not the one. And that the Lord told me to move out of this property immediately. I'm not making this up. I said, well, let's see the property first. Then we can talk about it. We came in, and then we looked at it. Yeah, it has parking. We're looking for parking at school. It's better than where we are, at least in terms of parking. You know? So it, it's not, I mean, it doesn't meet every need, but at least it does not have bread, so it's good. So we started to talk about how to buy that, and that we didn't have money. We were supposed to put down 800000 to get a loan of 2.2 million. That loan will cover the 240,000 we're still in in the old property because you have to pay it off. You can't, you can't move on when that one is on lien. So we have to pay it and remove the lien. Where is 800,000 down payment coming from? Well, I, I, I thought that brother Dave has the money. I found out he doesn't have the money. <laughs> Listen to how your father works. So he came to me and said, he said, I want to make you a satellite church. He said, from there, I'll move you out of hospital. I, th I told my wife. My wife said, have you forgotten what he told you in Nigeria? He even showed you in a vision that I'll move you out of hospital. Oh, I said, yeah, that's what I forgot. And then before then, I went to Nigeria, and a group of young pastors came to me. They said, the Lord spoke to us that you should be our Jew. I said, no, I'm in first grade. I said, stop telling me things like this. They said, but he told us that we should come under your authority. In fact, pray for us right now. I said, praying is no problem. I pray for you, go. I prayed for them. They left. What am I to do? I'm asking you. Even though I don't take the name, I don't bother about it. But that's what God told them. He has planned everything for you. So now, 2.2 million, how do you get it? I said to Stella, rent a car, go to, from bank to bank, every month. She started. They said, ah, your financials are good. How do people even get all this money coming? Do you do for <laughs> That man does not talk about money. They couldn't believe it. Now, but you have to put down 800,000. That's why the trouble, Mark because we didn't have shake, shake, pain. And yet the Lord said, that's your building. Let me tell you something. If you are sleeping, wake up, listen to me. If God gives you something, he, does, he has not sent you to go and pay for it. If I'm giving you a shit, you won't pay for it. A gift is what? A gift. The Lord says, I didn't ask you to buy it. I'm giving it to you. Which means payment, everything, I will have it. What's your problem? Everything I will have it. If I, God says, I'm giving you something, 
He will arrange everything. But that's why we get into trouble because we think if God is giving it to me, you start running around what to do and you spoil everything. Now, Foursquare said, if you want to buy a building now, you have to be a covenant church. And we did, I didn't even know what covenant meant. Me and my wife, we, they were telling, Pastor Victor was there now, came in with, they were telling, all of us, they were telling us about this covenant. None of us understood it. We were telling them that Sunday school should be back. We should. After that, they said, ah, oh, two different uh, cultures. They tell you people how to be covenant, what we are going to do, and we didn't even understand it. Now they say, if you want to be covenant, you need to own your own property and be a separate church so you can legally own it. Because their churches were closing and they were leaving a lot of mortgage on them. So they say, now, if you want to buy property, we're not buying in our name. You become a separate church, buy in your name and be a covenant with us. So if you close, the mortgage is on your head. That's how we became covenant, because we wanted to buy. So now, they wanted to approve our covenant. They didn't approve it. See, that's why you don't get angry when things don't work. I'm telling you now, the secret of God is confidence in him. They didn't approve it when they promised. Somebody would have gotten angry and said, he promised. No, no, come. So in order to compensate us, listen, they wrote to Foursquare Financial Services to provide us $2.2 million as loan without collateral. to compensate us for not approving that covenant which we are supposed to have. They now wrote, they wrote me personally, Pastor Chinedu, we, we approve it. They wrote them, they bought, ordered them. Give them 2.2 million, buy it in the name of Foursquare. When they become covenant, we sell it back to them. How much stress? Come on, talk to me. Peter said, I labored what? <laughs> Jesus said, that's not my word working. I'm going to give you my word. At my word, every ship, every fish will come here. I, I control heaven and earth. You know God controls every banking system. If he wants to, he can make Bank of America give you anything. Can I hear him? That's how we got 2.2 million. And they gave us two years to sell that property and give them their 800,000. And then they told us that that property cannot be sold. That it is sitting on, on a soil that is uh, contaminated. And we had EPA letter, everything official, even a lawyer wrote us, that cannot be sold. Again, your father, my father at work. When Jesus say yes, two weeks after all of that, the same people called us and said, we want to buy that property, $1.5 million dollars. And we went and closed. They, they paid for it. We sent Foursquare 800,000. And we used the rest. Started working. New roof, 100 and something thousand there. That parking lot, 100 and something thousand. The school, 100 and something thousand. This thing you watch is almost 100,000. We started to improve this place with all that money. And I'm, I'm standing here today. All of it has been paid back. Our father, your father, your who? Your father. He has plans for you. And his plans are plans of good. When you go to him with this understanding, prayer is no more stressful. I, I don't pray to God like you people do. I converse with him. I ask him questions. 
If he doesn't answer, I know he will answer. Sometimes he won't answer immediately. Sometimes tomorrow as you're studying scriptures, the answer will come. Sometimes he, like I, I can be talking with Brother Dave. He'll be talking to me and not knowing that God is using him to answer <laughs> questions. You know, how do people came to me? They said, Daddy, you were preaching on, on, um, on uh, what was the last one I preached here? Fear of God. Fear of God. <clears throat> I said, you know, that topic, I was preparing to preach on the name of Jesus. And he, and he said, to, he gave me it. A line, because sometimes God speaks to me with giving me a line. He said, the spirit of fear of God. I said, yeah, I can find it. So he said, preach on it. He said, daddy, do you know that the previous day in our allergy something downstairs, we were discussing the fear of God. And when you were preaching, you were answering all the questions we couldn't answer. He said, we sat back there and we were like, wow. And we were making notes. See how your father works? He knows what you need. And he will supply what? They needed that answer. He answered it from here. Prayer says this to be struggle. If you, if you ever begin to believe what Jesus told you today, that that God is your father, stop looking at him as an, you know, somebody, you know, up there. If you, if you, if you, smile, if you don't smile well, he'll mark it for you. There's no way it's in the Bible. Love does not keep record of what? Wrongs. And God is love. One of our pastors, he told me, he said, Daddy, what you are teaching me, God just taught it to me. Uh, I want a, a, a mother to come. Somebody who is a mother. A mother, can you come up here? Any mother? Ah, you don't have mothers? Ah. <clears throat> I want to ask you a question. You know, those are your beautiful children, right? How much do you love them? You love them more than your husband, for sure. <laughs> I want to ask you another question. Do you keep a record of their wrongs since you had them? Why not? And but they do wrong. Why not keep the record? You love them. But you correct them. And then you correct them and you teach them. But you and your husband, you don't keep record of what? Why do you think your God will keep record of your own? And in spite of the mistakes they make, you teach, because you teach, I see you, you teach them, they run around. You keep teaching them, but you teach it in love. And your purpose is to make them better, not to punish them. And because of that, they still come to mom. Because I see them run around you, you know. They still come to mom because you develop, you have let them know I'm mom. I, it's important to you that they know that you're mom. So they don't treat you as a stranger. Right? So do you think that God will keep a record of my wrongs? But the devil goes around telling us that God is marking every evil you've done. And people believe that junk. If you, a, a human being, will not keep a record of all the wrongs your children have done. Yes, they've done wrong, but you correct them, you forgive them, you teach them, you guide them. Why do you think your heavenly father, are you going to be better than him? You get what I'm trying to say here? And now, the moment they begin to think that you keep a record of wrong, what would they do? And that's what the, the devil has deceived the church that doing. We are sneaking around and looking for a prophet to go for us. And they are giving you false prophecy all over the place. 
Thank you, my Lord. I preach somewhere. You know where. I'm not planning to order. Packed with pastors. And when I finished, you could think that somebody died. They were all crying. There was no single person there. Pastor Chris was there. No single person there who wasn't crying. One bishop that came the, the previous day with a retinue of followers, for some people carry his cell phone, you know, and then he said, so they came to me and said, how do we? I said, no, he's a bishop, we respect him. The following day, he came with nothing. God is my witness. No retinue, nothing. He, he didn't come, with, he just came regular. Sat down, and when I, and I didn't, all I told him was my life. The ministry is not about what you get. Ministry is about what you give. Everything. Cost you your, your money. Everything is going. That's what Jesus did. He gave his all. Do you know people started to cry? And then, I mean, it was, I've never seen anything like that. So they come to me and they're crying. And say, hey, so I've been telling false prophecy. I've been doing, some, some, one of them said, I've been stealing church money. I've been taking. I said, why are you telling false prophecy? He said, if I don't tell them, they won't come. I said, but it's not your role to bring people. It's the role of the Spirit of God. All he sent you to do is to preach. It's him that asked to the church, such as I said, it's not you. You see what people, so, and in that village, they have clout. People come to them. People come to them. Why? They don't know God as they are. If you know, you won't go to somebody else. How will you feel if your son wants to talk to a young girl? He will go to somebody to come and talk to you. How will you feel? You feel so bad. You say, uh-uh, something is wrong. Am I not your mother? How can you go to, even among the siblings, if they send somebody to come and talk to you, you say, no, you can come to me now. I don't have any preference. But that's what we've arranged, thinking that that's Christianity. That's not Christianity. Come unto me, all you that are what? Heavenly laden, all you and whatever it is, come. Our Father says, I'll give you rest. I'll give you rest. I gave you rest. Praise the Lord. Am I communicating to you? Do you know that even now he wants to heal you? He said, Pastor, are you sure? Of course, why not? He introduced himself. He said, I'm the God that he lady. I'm your doctor. I want to heal you. I want to help you. I want to provide for you. I want to show you things to come. I want to, I want to glorify myself through you. I want to show my glory through you. So when the world sees you, they see me. I want to make you a carrier of divine glory. So you stop talking like the world. Stop everything. You get angry like the world. Everything. Behaving. Just behaving like them. No. It's a calm spirit. Very humble spirit. Why? When you, listen, when you are in the truth and you have the power, you don't have to prove anything. God doesn't have to prove anything. When you hear all these noisy people, they're just trying to impress you. There's nothing there. Those, God is sure of himself. He doesn't have to prove anything. His word is here. If you like belief, if you don't like belief, it will remain truth forever. When you, hear, when you see overcompensation, it's because it's a lie. Did I use a word you don't understand? What is overcompensation? So why didn't you ask me? 
I will not tell you since you didn't ask me. Can I hear amen? I said, can I hear amen? I have a father, almighty father. He is king of kings, lord of lords. I have a father. I say, I have a father. Oh, he is the almighty father. He is king of kings, and lord of lords. I have a father, hallelujah, oh, I have a father, he is almighty father, he is king of kings and Lord. Lord, I have a father. I want you to bow down. That place you are, you don't need Pastor Chini do to pray for you. You are going to ask God, your father, to heal you. I want God to prove to you that he's your father. By practical means. If you have sickness, ask himself, you are my father. Yes, Lord. You are my father. Heal me. You want to heal me. Heal me now. If you have if any area of help you need, call him father. My father. I need you to help me out here. Let's practicalize this father's day. Let God demonstrate to you he's your father. Let God demonstrate it to you that he's your father. So that you get out of religion. Talk to him now. You can get it done right now. He's been wanting to. He cares about you. He loves you. He loves you. There is nothing he will withhold from you. Nothing. If you are done, if you are done praying, you join us in this song. Come on, quiet, help me. Almighty Father. Can we rise up? If you are done, can we rise up? King of kings. This is Father's Day. Let's celebrate our Father. Let's celebrate Him. Father, He is Almighty He is Hallelujah, I have a father. He is almighty father. He is king of kings, Lord of all. Lift up your hands and begin to worship your father. Worship, celebrate him this Father's Day. We start with recognizing our father in heaven. Start with worshiping him and calling him Abba Father. Abba Father. That's how the Spirit God said we should call him. Dear Daddy. Abba Father. Abba Father. Not just Father. The Holy Spirit said we can call him Abba Father. My dearest Father.
Lord of Lord. Come on, worship your father. Worship your father. When you pray, you enter his presence with boldness. With boldness, with boldness, it's your father. You enter with boldness, it's your father. It's your father. He is your father. Does anybody have a message for us? Anybody has a message for us? You can sit down. Anybody has a message? You have a message? Bring the microphone. Let daddy talk to us. Somebody bring the microphone quickly. Somebody has a message. Where are you? Where are you? Okay, right there. This is unusual service today. <laughs> daddy wants to talk to his children. Let's hear him now. Praise God. Praise God. Can you guys hear me? Okay. Yeah. Praise God. Um, as we were worshiping right there, I was asking God, like, do you want me to say this? And then the pastor said, does anybody have a message? So I was like, okay, I have it. So we have this track in the back of the church. It's called The Father's Love Letter. And I've read it so many times, and it always touches my heart. So this letter, each sentence in this letter has a scripture attached to it, so that's how you know that it's very legit. And it's called, An Intimate Message from God to You. My child, you may not know me. But I know everything about you. I know when you sit down and when you rise up. I'm familiar with all your ways. Even the very hairs on your head are numbered. You were made in my image. In me, you live and move and have your being. For you are my offspring. I knew you even before you were conceived. I chose you when I planned creation. You were not a mistake. For all your days are written in my book. I determined the exact time of your birth and where you would live. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. I knit you together in your mother's womb and brought you forth on the day you were born. I have been, mis I have been misrepresented by those who don't know me. I am not distant and angry, but I am the complete expression of love. It is my desire to lavish my love on you, simply because you are my child and I am your father. I offer you more than your earthly father ever could, for I am the perfect father. Every good gift that you receive comes from my hand, for I am your provider 
and I meet all your needs. My plan for your future has always been, been filled with hope because I love you with an everlasting love. My thoughts towards you are countless as the sand on the seashore, and I rejoice over you with singing. I will never stop doing good to you, for you are my treasured possession. I desire to establish you with all my heart and all my soul. I want to show you great and marvelous things. If you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. Delight in me, and I will give you the desires of your heart. For it is I who gave you those desires. I am able to do more for you than you could possibly imagine. For I am your greatest encourager. I am also the Father who, com who comforts you in all your troubles. When you are brokenhearted, I am close to you. As a shepherd carries a lamb, I have carried you close to my heart. One day, I will wipe away every tear from your eyes. I will take away all the pain you suffered on this earth. I am your Father, and I love you even as I love my son Jesus. In him, my love for you is revealed. He is the exact representation of my being. He came to demonstrate that I am for you and not against you, and to tell you that I am not counting your sins against you. Jesus died so that you and I could be reconciled. His death was the ultimate expression of my love for you. I gave up everything I loved that I might gain your love. I, if, you received, if you received the gift of my son, Jesus, you received me. And nothing will ever separate you from my love again. Come home and I'll throw the biggest party heaven has ever seen. I have always been father and will always be father. My question is, will you be my child? I am waiting for you. Love, your dad, the almighty God. Amen. Did you hear the sermon repeated? Come on. Did you hear the sermon repeated? I've never read this thing. I don't even know it's there. And when I finished, the Lord said, I, I, somebody wants to talk. I want to talk. And I said, you have a message. He went and brought it. You can see the Spirit of God is working.